up, America? Welcome back to the number one podcast in the world, <laughs> Life Actually Podcast. Woo! We're back once again. <laughs> Ooh, I'm feeling spicy today. I'm feeling spicy too. I'm Why are you feeling good. spicy? I'm feeling heat. You know what I think it is? Though? I'm feeling these shirts. Ah, oh, these shirts. I'm feeling these shirts. <laughs> you like my shirt? I like your shirt Protect a lot. Protect black women at all costs. All costs. You like my shirt? Popping. Because black engineers matter. Oh, we sure do. Beautiful. Where you get that shirt from? Ah, so shout out to My Pride Apparel. Popping. We're so excited because this is actually our first brand collaboration. Yeah. So a huge thank you for believing in what we're building here with our podcast and loving our content yeah. and just loving what we represent, you know? Definitely appreciate y'all. Yeah. Y'all all make sure to go out, support My Pride Apparel. Yeah. It's a black-owned business. Mm-hmm. We will include a link to their website in the description box below, all right? Sure will. Support black business. And matter of fact, speaking of black business, uh. we're going to talk about some business with black people. Mm, we sure are. Today's topic is... We're going to be talking about dealing with racial profiling. Yeah, yeah. Let's get to it today. Mm-hmm. So you're actually the one who picked the topic this week. Um, what inspired you to pick this one? Yeah, I think I was really uh, shaken a little bit by the story of uh, that brother, Stephen Clark. Mm. Uh, for those who don't know, brother who got killed up in uh, Sacramento mm-hmm. about, a, about a year ago or so. California. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, he was shot multiple times, several in the back uh, mm-hmm. by the police. And uh, just a couple weeks ago, uh, the decision was made not to indict the cops who, who had shot him. Wow. Um, and uh, he was unarmed. And mm-hmm. so it, it was really shaken, especially the California community out here right. um, was, was pretty shaken. Uh, so it had me thinking, you know, I just felt like all of us who I know, black folks in particular, mm-hmm. have like some story of uh, being accused of something right. or of, of feeling like we're being watched or like any of those kind of things. Just because of the color of our skin. Yeah. And so it just had me think. I was like, man, it would actually be, it's important to use this platform to share those stories too. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. important. So I know that you actually have, unfortunately, several stories, yeah. right, of being racially profiled, as do I. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I kind of wanted to just get into yours and, yeah. you know, see what story was um, the most impactful, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, there's a story I'll, I'll never forget, man. Uh, this was one, this was f- fresh out of, I was like two or three days out of uh, my first year of undergrad at Cornell. Mm. Um, and uh, it was me and like a bunch of friends, a bunch of the high school friends. Did you guys ever hang out? You didn't have like parks. I guess maybe like Grand. We didn't have parks. Like, you had like. Harlem uh, has parks. Harlem got parks. <laughs> yeah, what y'all got out there? Riverside. I don't know. Uh, uh, y'all got parks, I guess. But I'm a suburbanite, like a real you suburbanite. You, you know are. what I mean? And so we. The we, upper, upper West Side. The upper. See, we're getting it going. <laughs> all right. See, I said last uh, last episode, we about the upper, upper West Side. Shout out to Westchester. Shout out to the Grind 1-4. I can't. We out here, baby. No. The Grind 1-4. Lord. Uh, so, so a number of friends and I, we had just all come back from college. Mm. And so we were kicking it. Um, and we were kicking it, if, I, if I'm correct, in one of the local local parks. Mm. And uh, folks had seen a movie earlier that night. And it was a good time, you know. Bunch of kids back from college. And uh, and I was one of the folks who drove. I had the whip at the time. Oh, you had you the whip. I had the whip. It was popping too. I had the silver two door Chrysler Supreme, <laughs> the joint. You remember it because I used to scoop you in it. Uh, yeah, when, when, that's uh, true. Before it broke down. Yeah, before it broke down. <laughs> um, and uh, that's that joint. The door didn't uh, open from the from the uh, driver's side. 
You remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. So you have to go through the passenger yes, side. The 97. <laughs> right. So <laughs> sometimes I, when I picked you up, uh, <laughs> you had to you had to reach in, open the joint and uh, to let you to in. Let, me let the in. driver. I in. had that car for a minute. So but anyway, so we were we were in my joint. I had the whip at the time. I was mm. feeling good. You mm. know what I mean? You get back from college, mm. you know, you got, you know, a couple more hairs in your chest, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and I was feeling good. I had the car. Mm. And so uh, so I offered to drive a couple folks home at the end of the evening okay know? what time was it this was it was close to two it was probably like 1 30 oh so this is in the afternoon like no no in the morning in the morning oh so this is <laughs> like, a little turn up yeah, yeah, okay little, right you're thing. hanging out at the park yeah, until 2 a.m yeah, yeah. only something you could do in the suburbs yeah well, listen <laughs> yeah you're right though it's <laughs> like, relatively safe uh you, you ain't wrong uh, um so so we're leaving the park uh, it was four of us. It was myself driving, mm-hmm. my boy uh, in the passenger seat, and two young ladies in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, all of us uh, happened to be black mm-hmm. and also happened to be back from college mm. uh, as well. And so I remember, I remember I came up on light, made mm. a right turn, mm-hmm. and I see this cop right across from me. Mm-hmm. And he, all of a sudden, he's, he passes me. Mm-hmm. Then I look behind, he pulls a U-turn and is following me. Mm. Um, and so I tell my boy, because he happened not to have a seatbelt on, so I told him, oh, bro, cop behind us. Make sure you put your seatbelt on. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's in the front seat. He's in the front seat, mm-hmm. exactly. So he puts on his seatbelt, mm-hmm. and like almost instantly after he puts on his seatbelt, mm-hmm. lights, sirens, the whole nine. Mm. Um, cop pulls us over, mm-hmm. and first thing he says to me, you know, license, registration, blah, 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 blah. Do you know why I pulled you over? Hmm. No idea, sir. Why? You know, I watched enough law and order to not, you know, admit, <laughs> you know, my boy wasn't wearing a seatbelt or right. something. I'm not silly. Right, right. Uh, first thing he says to me was, what did your friend pass back? That's an interesting and specific accusation. Yeah. What did your friend... I was perplexed, though. Yeah. Right? I remember the first time I told you this story, you were like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, what did he pass back? So what I realized, I asked him again. I was like, well, he didn't pass anything back. He said, what did your friend pass back? Mm. And I said, I don't understand. Like, my friend was just adjusting his seatbelt. And he's like, so he, you're telling me he didn't pass any drugs back? Nothing? And at that moment, That's I realized... Crazy. crazy. So I realized that he had taken that motion that my friend made uh, mm-hmm. across his body to buckle his belt. Mm-hmm. He assumed that he was passing some drugs back. And I'm like, at this point, I'm tight. You know what I mean? Uh, but I can't mm. show that. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I have to be calm and all those things. Right. And, uh, and he's like, so I'm like, sir, he passed nothing back. He was just adjusting his seatbelt, whatever, whatever. So he's like, so if I bring my canine unit out here, they're not going to find nothing. That's crazy. I'm like, bro, you're wild. I'm in the suburbs. Scary threat, too. My canine unit. This man threatened me with dogs. Like, I'm in the suburbs, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Imagine what our cats are going through. You're still black in the suburbs. Yeah, it's real. Um, Fast forward, I end up having another cop behind me. He calls in for backup, this first cop. Mm. Uh, Second cop comes up. He's like, oh, you all don't need to go to jail. Whoever has the stuff, just admit it. This whole thing. Ends up having uh, my boy and then one of the young women step out from the back of the car. Mind you, I had the hoopty. So to step out, like, you really got to step. I got to lean seats up. Oh, you got yeah, People got to climb out from the back because I had yeah. the two-door. It was a whole thing. Yeah. Shining the light in the back seat of the car, looking for drugs. So they're really searching. Searching the whip. Searching. And I don't know what's happening behind me. I don't know if he's getting a canine What's going to happen? Wow. You know, whole thing. So at the end of this whole thing, when they find no drugs, because we happen to have no drugs. Because <laughs> we happen to have no drugs. <laughs> this cop, the original cop who pulled me over, walks up to the car and says, here's a ticket 
for not coming to a complete stop before turning right at a red light. That's crazy. The red light all the way back there like an hour ago that he didn't mention or bring up for the whole time. Right. Because it wasn't relevant because no. I'm not even sure it happened. No, they just did a Yui. Yeah. And followed you. Followed me. Because... If- they probably were waiting for yeah. something to happen. If it was about the red light, he would have pulled me over immediately. Exactly. But, but he, he was waiting. waiting. He was right? waiting Because he wanted something. a drug bust because he saw four black because kids in saw, the car. Exactly. That actually yeah. reminds me of a quote from one of my favorite shows, Suits. I've yeah. been obsessed She's with watching obsessed that lately. With suits, yeah. yeah. And um, they said that if a cop follows a car long enough, it's going to find a busted taillight. Yeah. And if they don't, they're going to bust the taillight. Because they want to, they have to get something on you. And I feel like that's exactly what happened. The car quickly pulled a Yui and was following you, waiting for something to happen. And if not, then they were going to make something happen or or tell you that you did something wrong. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It was wild. So how did going through that, like, make you feel? Like, have you ever wished you weren't black so that you didn't have to go through experiences like that? Nah, nah, I never wish I wasn't black. You see the melanin? (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. Being black. <laughs> shout out to Charlemagne the God. Black <laughs> blackness you. is a privilege, man. Agreed. Uh, being black is a privilege. But it does it comes with this stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and so it made me feel very vulnerable. Um I just felt like I'm in my community, mm. place where I grew up since I was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lived in the same neighborhood for my whole life. And there's probably a part of me, especially as a teenager, that felt like shielded, mm. you know, from that. That's interesting, yeah. actually. And I felt yeah. like it was one of those real experiences that showed me, like, you're being a middle class kid mm-hmm. or having, like, working on a college degree. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't shield you from racism. Right. right. And from the impacts of that. I remember LeBron. Uh, LeBron had uh, the N-word spray painted onto the gate in front of his his million dollar crib out in uh la exactly like money ain't gonna save you no your uh, job no, title is not gonna, s- gonna save you because Doctor at the end whatever. of the day they don't know what you are yeah. right they're gonna stop you yeah. and they're not gonna say oh oh i didn't recognize him yeah. he's dr jones yeah i'm a black man at the end of it all yeah you know what i mean no that's so interesting yeah. Yeah, yeah for me i feel like the racial profiling that i've experienced um I feel like it's just most frequently on my brain is yeah. when I'm going into especially nice, expensive stores. Yeah. I, it's hard because I feel like I, I do want to just walk into a Burberry store yeah. or walk into, you know, any high end jewelry store. And a part of me feels like they're watching me, yeah. which I think they are Mm -hmm. and i have experienced that you know where i've gone into even stores that just you know aren't selling things that are thousands of dollars cvs i feel like if i got that piece of candy in my hand i gotta make sure they can see the joint listen it depending on who's working there you know i feel like i'm definitely being watched i I wonder this though right because i mean of those times where you felt uncomfortable maybe walking to a store or something like that like how many times has it been that someone actually said something to you or how much of it do you think mm. at this point just feels kind of ingrained? Like right, this right. fear that somebody will act upon you. Yeah, that's a great question. I think there's a combination there. Yeah, because yeah. I've actually never had anyone say something yeah. to me directly. Yeah. But I know I've seen, especially I, I've actually noticed women look mm. at me more, which is interesting. Mm. Women who aren't who aren't black yeah. watching me in the store. And I can tell because I look at them. I feel like the woman's all the way on the opposite side yeah. of the store. I come in. And then if I'm checking something, like in, in a specific aisle, the woman is like 
a couple feet away like, How adjust, you get over here? adjusting something on the shelf. Yeah. And then I moved to another area, and then somehow she's she's always within eyesight. Yeah. Now she's adjusting something else. And she's, I feel like they're pretending, mm. basically, to be adjusting something on the shelf, but they're near enough to you so they sure. can make sure and watch me and that I'm not, you know, trying to take anything. Yeah, yeah. Which no. is, yeah, ridiculous. And it, yeah, it th- that frustrates me. Or I feel like there's just such a privilege to be able to go into a store and use their bathroom. Mm, uh, that's the this, this Starbucks thing. Oh, yeah, exactly. Those brothers over at Starbucks. Exactly. Like, I went into, just this weekend, I was yeah. with my girlfriend, and we went hiking, and then we went to this convenience store to use the bathroom, and uh, and we're both black, and yeah. we walk into the store, and uh, I saw the woman behind the counter kind of peek her head uh-huh. up. And just that little action, yeah. right? Like, yeah. we just aren't, she's not, you know, we're not just regular customers coming in, yeah. unbothered, unconcerned. There was a little peek up head motion, yeah. like, girls going you know and you went to just use the bathroom and i just think that so and to answer the second part so yeah i definitely think they haven't said anything i've noticed though Mm -hmm. even though they haven't said anything i have noticed uh the looks but then there also is a part where some don't give me looks but i'm looking and checking my first thought is to look and see are they giving me looks Mm -hmm. because it is all my brain yeah It's, it's just default just to feel that way yeah i think it becomes ingrained and i think that's kind of one of the most tiring parts of like Mm -hmm. racism in america yep is that you uh even if you're around folks who aren't doing those things yep you have to live with like that fear and that almost it's almost demoralizing right yeah where you feel like you can't be fully totally free right because you have to think what if this one is one who who is somehow threatened by me and then you end up locked up like them two brothers who is uh at starbucks you Mm. know um ain't having it can a brother get a frappuccino in peace Mm. that's all we asked for in america that's all we asked for um and you know one other thing that um that weighs heavily on my heart when i think about racial profiling is actually not my own stories Mm. as much because a part of me i don't know if this is (laughs) good or bad but I've almost accepted it Mm. that this is, you know, um, this is the way sometimes this, this happens, right? It's part of life. And, um, but it, it, it's not to the part where it, you know, makes me depressed or I'm I'm just, you know, every day feeling like life is terrible, but just, uh, something that I've accepted, but not to the point where I don't think it could ever change either, you know? Um, but I think what weighs more so on me is the fact that I married a black man yeah. and um, we're going to have black children. Mm. And I think that um, having that conversation with especially yeah, a, wow. if we have a future black son, yeah. right? Come on, um, Junior. <laughs> come on. Name already picked out. Wait. Nah, we're gonna have to have a discussion about that. They Murray picked you out. No, my we didn't you did not talk to me or I consult know. with me I'll about I'll this Cobalt Jr. Holla at you. Know. Like, holla, at you holla at me? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh we'll have that discussion all the time. <laughs> um I I just yeah. It reminds me of this Grey's Anatomy episode where they had to sit um it was uh, Bailey and yeah. her husband and they had to sit uh their son well, down yeah. and have what it's called the talk. Yeah, a little talk. Little tuck, yep, yeah. little tuck down, and have the talk. And um, I actually <laughs> cried during that. Part. I'm about. I'm feeling emotional right now. Yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah. it's 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 something that has to be done yeah. for their safety. Yeah. You know, uh, black women and black men. Oh, you yeah. know, 
uh, black children and being told what to do when a cop stops you, um, why you can't maybe hang out till 2 a.m. like your white friends are maybe doing in the park late at night. Yeah, that's reasonable. You know, um, even being careful about running in the dark. Yeah, yeah. You know, just running down the street at night while black. Yeah, no, it's it's so true. I never, like, I remember I left a, a book or a jacket or something in my high school. Mm. And, uh, and maybe I was in middle school at the time. The middle school and the high school were in the same building. Mm. I don't remember. And so we were, my parents and I were, and my sister were going on a trip. And uh, I had to go back to school and, like, pick this thing up. And one of the, the doors were locked, but one of the windows was open. And I, I've been to this school for a while, you know. So I just was like, oh, I'll just hop through the window. Right? <laughs> That's hilarious. That's it, right? wow. I hopped, I climbed in the window, I grabbed my item, and I left. And there was no problem. Yeah. And I got into the car, and uh, my mom was like, oh, you were able to get it? I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I just went through the window. Oh, Lord. Lord. My mom gave it to me. Yeah. She leaned in. And the thing is, I didn't. What did she say? She was just saying how, like, yo, that was dangerous. Mm. She was like, one, you could get in trouble with the school. Two, Mm. if somebody sees you climbing in the window, they think you're a criminal. They think you're breaking in. Like, all these things. And the thing is, at the time, I was like, my, you're wilding. Like, I go to this school. Like, I can climb a window and get my thing, and it's fine. Yeah. But I didn't realize at the time, she was, like, trying to save my life. Exactly. You know? Because this is really what happens. Like, Mm -hmm. you climb through that window, you come out, someone call the cops, Mm -hmm. boom. That's it. That's it. And there's no, you know, so the talk is, it. that, yeah. 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 So, like, literally preparing myself now for knowing that we will be giving that talk, yeah, you know, no. Lord willing for future children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Kamal Jr. <laughs> Kamala Jr. Let me stop. I'm going to name him Prince. Is that Kamala? Prin- <laughs> Prince and Princess after the greatest woman I know. Oh. My beautiful wife. Black That's wives right. matter. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get that shirt next. I know, right? My Proud Apparel. Make yeah. that Black Wives Matter Black shirt. Black Wives Matter. I will buy them in bulk. Yeah, no, All right? right? And Black Husbands Matter, too. Yeah, we'll yeah Buy that, yeah. too. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Um, yeah. The talk. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's got me a little choked up. I'm not going to lie. Mm. I'm not going to lie. You know, it just breaks my heart, man, seeing, you know, these parents and yeah. uh, just going through, just going through, you know, uh, losing their children. And in, in like this perfect society, nobody would be afraid of the cops, right? Right, like, exactly. Everyone would be like, the cops are here to protect yeah, us. Like yeah, like they're here, they're watching out somebody robs the bank. They're like, hey, bank yeah. robber, like, don't do that. Give them the money back. Yay, celebrate. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but in reality... It's really, really scary yeah. as uh, my heart, like my heart rate increased. I wish I had a Fitbit just to monitor times when there are police around me. Like my heart rate increases because be it way. feels like I am at a higher likelihood to lose my life when a cop's around than when they're not. Um, and, when and, they're, and they're supposed to be there to protect and serve. Yeah. And, and, you know, hopefully we get to a point when that's the case. Um, and of course they're, you know, cops are about that job and really about that. Right. This is not know. every single cop. For sure. But at the same but time, so many. it's a, it's a system yeah. and anyone who protects that system is protecting those, those cops who are mm. not doing the right thing. Mm. So, That's I, deep. you know, I think, I think all in all, 
there's kind of a couple couple big walkaways. Mm. I think for especially for like black folks, I mm. think it's just a reminder that like regardless of you know education status, money that you're making, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where, where you know where you fall, what kind of car you drive, what kind of job you have, mm-hmm. like your your race matters mm-hmm. in this country and in this world, in this country. and like it impacts your life, you know. It does. And uh, from white folks who are around, like understand that your the people of color in your life, uh, mm-hmm. black folks in your life, might just have a different uh, life experience in, in many ways. Right. Um, and I think between us, black folks, non-black folks, people of color, white folks, whatever, I just think it's important that we all think about how can we, because of this, these differing uh, realities and existences that we have, mm-hmm. how can we think more critically about like changing the way structures work, changing mm. the way you know communities work, policing works, right. all those things, because our experience isn't necessarily the experience that everybody is having. You right. know? Um, so it's important. It's important. It's important to share our stories with that. You it know, really is important. Yeah. On that note, actually, if you do have these stories of racial profiling, please comment them down below and yeah. how you dealt with it. You know, we'd love to have that um, dialogue and that discussion with you all. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, y'all. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if so, make sure you like this episode, share this episode with your friends, subscribe to our channel, and make sure you hit that little bell notification icon so you can be notified every single time we post a new episode, which is on what days? Every single Friday. Every single Friday. All right. Poppin'. And... And believe it or not, next episode is the season finale Mm. of season one of Life Actually Podcast, episode 12 next week. So Uh, exciting. So get prepared. We have some great stuff for y'all, all right? We really do. Also, we are very, very close to getting 100 subscribers. Woo! Remember, when we hit that 100th subscriber, there will be a prize to be had by okay. some lucky member of the Life Actually Podcast family. Ah, some lucky member. Yeah. yeah. So make sure if you haven't subscribed yet, you go ahead, subscribe, all right? Yeah. All right, y'all. See y'all next week. All right. Peace, fam. Bye. Bye. Perfect.